Welcome to the Modern Elder Woman Podcast. We are here today to start a conversation, to assemble resources, and to build a community. This podcast is for empowered women in midlife and beyond who are preparing for or in the midst of a powerful third age. My name is Amy A. Palmer. I am your host and facilitator for our conversations. All women are welcome here. And we will be highlighting and spotlighting all the women over 45 who are living an untraditional lifestyle, whom I like to call blueprint breakers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Would love to hear from you, love to hear your feedback, ideas, suggestions, or if you'd like to be part of a future episode, you can reach me via email at amy at amyapalmer.com. Thank you for joining us for today's episode, Behind the Scenes at the Modern Elder Woman podcast. If you have ever been curious about what it takes to launch a podcast, what's involved, how do you go about it, does it make any money, can you make money, and if you have any specific curiosity about this podcast, how's it doing, where's it going, what's the plan, and whether or not there has been any learnings or outcomes from the content and the subject matter that we've been exploring here. This episode, we're going to dive right into all of that. How to launch a podcast. What did I do? <laughs> well, I think the what what has made it the easiest for me has been using Anchor FM, anchor.fm. It's now called Spotify for Podcasts. And obviously it's run by Spotify. It's a free app and there's a web version, but it's basically a one-stop shop. And I learned about it from one of my favorite podcasters, Carlos Whitaker. And so I explored the tool and it seemed to have everything that I need as a beginner podcaster. Uh, it offers, you can record through it, you can edit right from the app, you can design your cover art, your, you can find music and transition music, and you can easily link your podcast to all the various platforms. Anchor sets it up that way. Um, so this podcast is actually on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Audible, iHeartRadio, uh, so Every time I publish something through Anchor, it automatically links to all these other platforms. Personally, I have not gone too deeply into editing um, just because I'm not very skilled at it yet. Um, a few times I did require editing of a episode as requested by my guest to, to just sort of adjust a few things. And I relied on my good friend Champ. He hooked me up and, and really helped me clean up the audio. And now I'm in process of learning about editing myself. I'm using a tool called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T, which enables me to edit audios and videos relatively easily, but I am still in the learning phase for that as well. Um, as far as equipment, like what equipment do you need if you want to launch a podcast? 
I'm bare bones, bare bones. I have a phone, a laptop, and I use my Aeroplex uh, headphones. I don't have a special mic at this point. Um, obviously, I may continue to upgrade um, and get better equipment for even higher quality audio. But for my purposes of you know getting this getting this launched and getting it out there, I just used the equipment that I have, and I use Zoom when I'm doing interviews with experts, and I record through Zoom because it's easy for the guests. Everybody's used to it, and there's a setting in Zoom where you can record separate audio tracks for each speaker, and that's important uh, just in case you do need to edit. Uh, so that's basically what I do. Um, at this point, the video from Zoom, I only use uh, the video clips for promoting the episode, and I've only done that once so far for one episode, now that I'm starting to figure out how to edit myself. Um, but eventually, I will evolve towards linking to YouTube and a WordPress blog, and there's the ability to do that right within Anchor, so I want to explore that. So um, that is a direction that that I want to go, but I haven't I haven't done that yet. This is strictly audio um, because my goal at this point was to get it launched and explore the content and get get better at better and better at podcasting and interviewing people and talking about subjects, etc. Uh, as far as promoting the episodes. I use Canva to create Facebook and Instagram posts. And I'm basically just promoting through social media at this point. I have two Facebook accounts and a Facebook group. I have Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and I just post on all of those various uh, sites. I use a combination of static posts, personalized personal videos, and video clips. So in terms of answering the question, how do I launch a podcast? That's it. I mean, the, the technical part is kind of bare bones. Um, the harder part is just putting together your plan. What are your topics going to be? How often are you going to publish? What is the style going to be? You know, is it going to be yourself talking or talking with other people and interviewing people? And if so, what does that all look like? So I've been exploring all of those uh, various areas over these last few months. Why did I decide to launch a podcast and why this particular subject area and, you know, the vision for Modern Elder Woman, etc.? I I went back and I listened to the very first episode the other day. It It was really nice to sort of have that reminder and get a sense of, how far I've come, uh, even just since October when the podcast launched. But I shared in the first episode a lot about my why, and that still remains true at this point. It was it was born out of my own struggles. Um, I definitely was having a hard time. Uh, life did not turn out as I had planned or hoped as I was approaching my 50s. And I was looking for answers. I was looking for support. I was looking for guidance. Um, I was just looking. <laughs> and there were a lot of conversations 
happening, lots of communities, lots of information, lots of everything, um, but not for my particular situation and not for my particular lifestyle track. And I talked about lifestyle tracks on episode one about how we're all sort of on our own track and they don't necessarily intersect a lot. So for a woman um, in her 50s, not married, with no kids, uh, there wasn't a lot that was directed at me and my specific needs and uh, my specific uh, scenario. And therefore, as I sort of dug in and tried to do a lot of my own research on different things that I was trying to get answers to, I just decided I want to share. I want to share what I'm learning. I want to help others uh, who are in the same boat. Um, I know that we are part of an ever-growing demographic and population of women. Uh, One in five women do not have kids. And so I wanted to make sure that our voices are heard. And as I've sort of jumped into this world, I'm, I've been really getting into the advocacy of it as well, making sure that this segment of our population is seen and heard and understood and provided for when it comes to uh, resources and conversations, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my why. It's still my why. And it's why I will continue forward. How is it going with the Modern Elder Woman podcast? So how is the podcast doing? Here's some stats uh, to sort of give you a little bit of a clue. Overall, there are hundreds of millions of podcasts out there. Hundreds of millions of podcasts. And I found some uh, sort of guidance and stats on how different podcasts are doing. 90% of podcasts don't get past episode three. And of those left, 90% of those don't get past episode three. 20. This episode that you're listening to right now is the 20th episode of the Modern Elder Woman podcast, and I have plenty more planned. So automatically, just by sticking with it and being consistent, you're already sort of ahead of the, ahead of the curve. <laughs> you know? So uh, we're 20 episodes in. We've had a little over 1,100 downloads. Uh, roughly 53 per episode. And how is that? Well, it's it's not fantastic and it's not terrible. It's, it's above average, but it's not stellar. So just give you something to compare it to. If my episode downloads were at about 32 instead of the 53 that they're at, 32, that puts you into the top 50% of all podcasts out there by having uh, 32. To move it on up, I would have to have 112. I would have to about double where I'm at right now in order to be in the top 25%. I'd have 112 downloads per episode to get to the top 25%. And then to get to the top 5%, which is where I have my sites set, you need a little over 1,000 downloads per episode to get to that top 
5%. So we've, we're crossing some thresholds. We're making, you know, advances. We're, we're definitely getting out there. Uh, and we also have a far way to go. I have a lot of interesting information about our audience and you, the listener. First of all, we're reaching 19 countries right now, which is really, really cool. The U.S., obviously, Australia, U.K., Thailand, Canada, Germany, New Zealand, South Africa, Spain, France, Mexico, Greece, Hong Kong, United Arab Emirates, Netherlands, Italy, Portugal, India, and South Korea. So that that's really, really cool to see that. Most of the listeners are using Apple Podcasts, about 50%. Well, ha- okay, so the biggest users are 50% Apple, 20% Spotify, and then the rest are uh, all the different other platforms. And you, the listener, 85% of the listeners are identify as female, which means 15% are male. And... The breakdown of age, our largest age demographic, 60% of the listeners are between the ages of 45 and 59, 15% are 60 and over, 9% are 28 to 34, and 6% are 35 to 44. I only have this information from Spotify users, by the way, so it's still just a small segment of the overall audience, and I know that there's a way to get other stats through Apple and other platforms. I just haven't gone into that yet. And in case you're curious at all, the top five episodes of this podcast, uh, in fifth place, I'm going to do like a little countdown here, fifth place for top five out of the 20 episodes that I've done so far, um, is the one that was called Naomi and Amy Chatting, Finding Joy After Grief. And that is um, a conversation that I had with my friend and colleague, Naomi Geidel, who was sharing her story with being childless, not by choice and single. Uh, She's my friend who lives in Bangkok. It was an awesome, awesome episode. And we've had uh, 63 people listen to that episode so far. Um, And it was part part of a two-part episode. Like I put we put one episode on my platform and then the the first part of it is on Naomi's podcast uh singleness the extended edition so that was a really fun collaboration in fourth place is the uh interview that I did with um uh Jeanette Liardi um who will take care of us when we are old and we had 64 listeners to that podcast. And Jeanette, we also did a two-part series with Jeanette about uh, also caregiving for parents. So if you've missed either of those episodes, I highly recommend going back and listening to that. Tied for third place. So there's two two episodes tied for third. One was Becoming Invisible. Um which I was very proud of because it was my first episode with a uh, a professional author, Akiko Bush, um, and talking about becoming invisible. Uh, She's written books about it, articles, uh, 
TED Talks, etc. We've had 67 people listen to that episode. And then it was tied with the episode called Solo Adventures, which I think was episode two uh, that I did with my BFF, Wendy, as we talked about venturing out and doing things on our own. So 67 people listened to each of those. Then in second place was the episode called Living and Loving a Child-Free Life. And that was a conversation interview that I did with Lynn Heidi, a very good friend and colleague of mine, sharing her experiences of being a uh, woman who chose not to have children. And we had 83 listeners for that particular episode. Thank you, Lynn. And then the top listen to episode in the podcast so far is episode number one, which makes sense. And that was called, that's called Words Matter. And it goes, we, we I basically covered all the groundwork of the purpose of this, co- this particular podcast, why we call it Modern Elder Woman. We talk about words and labels. We talk about lifestyle tracks and making different choices in life and what kind of support that we need. And we had 98 people listen to episode one. And I I just, I look forward to continuing to grow on this. Um, Obviously, it's clear that my episodes that do the best are the ones when I have a guest as opposed to when I'm just speaking myself. And it could be, I don't know, there could be a lot of different reasons for that. There could be topic, the, the particular topics that I choose to do alone versus with somebody. It also could be, I think I might do a better job promoting the episodes when there's a guest involved. I think I post more often. I think it's, I don't, I find it easier to really promote that guest and really hype them up than when it's an episode by myself, hyping the episode and hyping myself. I don't know. It's just a thought, but it's something I want to consider and think about. As far as ratings and reviews, This is one of the hardest parts about podcasting, and I've heard this from a lot of other podcasters, is getting people to rate and review the podcast. Now, it's important to get these numbers up because as I'm trying to build an audience and I'm I'm trying to build leverage and I'm ultimately trying, I I want to be able to monetize this uh, endeavor at some point. I need a lot of reviews and a lot of ratings and really five-star ratings. Um, I'm at a 4.9 right now, but only nine people have rated (laughs) the podcast, and that's on Apple. Uh, And of those nine, only four actually wrote a review. Um, Part of it is I think some people, well, it takes... A lot. It takes effort, and I know a lot of people have said to me, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to do that. I've been meaning to do that, and I just don't get around to it. And part of it is it, it's a little hard to navigate on the Apple uh, podcast app if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. So I need to figure out how to get that info to people easily. But I absolutely need more uh, ratings and reviews and really need those five stars. I, I need to build that up. And for Spotify, we don't even have enough ratings yet to 
display it. When I go to try to click on it to see, it says as soon as there's enough <laughs> as soon as there's enough ratings, we'll show it. So I don't know what that means, but um, it definitely means we need more. So if you can find it in your heart, please, please, please go to Apple or Spotify, rate and review the podcast. Help me uh, get this leverage up and get things going. What have I learned from the content, the audience, and the podcasting experience? Let's talk about the content. So we've covered a lot of different topics so far, and we've only just begun to scratch the surface in a lot of these areas. So I'm looking forward to even just continuing down this path. But we've covered the whole concept of blueprint breakers and what that's all about. The fact that we have a segment of our population that is often marginalized or forgotten about. And so we've, we've, we've talked about that and really sort of amplifying their voices. We've talked about being childless, not by choice or sometimes by circumstance and child-free. We've talked about financial planning for our future. We've talked about caregiving for our parents, planning for old age for ourselves. We've talked about reinvention and pivoting in our lives at this phase um, and this time in our life, if there's a new direction we want to go in. We've talked about menopause um, and how that's impacting us. So we've covered a lot of different areas. And the first thing I've learned is that knowledge is power for sure. Any particular area of my life that I was feeling any a little bit of anxiety or worry or stress over, uh, the more that I educate myself and the more that I begin to take action, uh, the better the better I feel over it. Um, and we've really, I mean, our whole goal has been to provide, you know, education, support, and community for those that are navigating a challenging season, uh, when, especially when their lives don't reflect a traditional model. That's been our whole point in all of these different areas. I, I've got some notes here, and it, it, it's a little bit of like streams of consciousness a little bit, just observations and thoughts that I've had as I've been navigating this journey. Uh, the first has been that there are many, 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 many kinds of non-traditional. Uh, as I mentioned, I talked in the first episode about each of us being on our own lifestyle track, and I sort of used a metaphor of being on a train track, and we're each on different tracks uh, based on our choices that we make in our adult life and circumstances, and they don't necessarily um, intersect very often, etc. So I, I talked about that concept in episode one, and I'm finding that there's just many, 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 many more tracks out there beyond the traditional. And even areas of the population that I thought were already segmented and not and and struggling to be seen and heard and understood even within that there's nuances and separations between them um so that was a thought that i had everyone's experience is very unique to them uh, I, yes that's an obvious 
uh-huh, <laughs> of course. I mean, that, that, that's, we're all individuals, but I'm becoming more and more in tune with that. And it's making me just want to listen to more and learn more and dive into uh, people's different circumstances and lifestyles and choices and, and what their needs are and how they fit into the bigger picture. Uh, so an, another experience that I've had. Um, some have little to no issues with being a blueprint breaker. So I have heard from a couple people, not not a lot, but a couple people who are in a similar situation to me, meaning, you know, they're over 45, they haven't been married, they don't have children, and they have not felt marginalized at all. And they have not felt guilted or shamed. And that has piqued a lot of curiosity in me that I, that I really want to explore further because I really want to find out how did, what's, what's the secret ingredient there? What, what happened? Um, what, what goodness can we find from there to the, and, and can apply it? And what's the difference between those of us who have felt marginalized, who have felt unseen, um, you know, what, what was the difference there? What led to those different outcomes? So definitely room for some more exposure there. I've learned that there is a chasm between the different lifestyle tracks. There's a lot of separation between various groups of women. And I say women because that's who I've been focusing on. Um, but there's, there's just, there's gaps in understanding of each other's needs and lifestyle choices and realities and what it's like. And in some cases, there's a lack of empathy, um, as well. Um, so that, that's a learning and an aha that has motivated me to, want to face that head on. And, and like the, the, the question that I'm asking myself is how can we bring us all together? Um, even within blueprint breakers, and we've got so many different factions, even within blueprint breakers, what can we do to bring us together and have a little bit more understanding and empathy and support of each other? How can we lift each other up? is what it comes down to. And that's, that's the whole purpose on what I'm doing. Uh, another learning that I've had is within the world of women who do not have children, there's a lot of separation between those uh, various groups of women, whether uh, if, if they're childless, meaning it wasn't an intentional choice and it, could be by circumstance, but those circumstances vary. Um, and it could be for medical reasons and infertility. And it's different whether it's wh- whether you're single and childless versus partnered and childless. It's very different. And all of that is very, very different from being child-free by choice. Uh, and each of those groups of women face their challenges with fitting into society as a whole, um, and seeing and understanding each other. So that was that was some relatively new learning 
for, for me that I'm, you know, that I'm navigating as well. Uh, it has been healing. It's been healing to get all of this information. As I mentioned, the whole knowledge is power thing. It's, it's, I, I feel like I've wet my appetite to dive in more. Like I really, really, really want to cultivate and curate a team of experts, uh, a group of resources, guidance, educational programs to help women in all of these different areas. Meaning, um, you know, uh, how do we build the best financial future we could possibly have? How do we face all of the health issues that we deal with at this time of life and, and you know, menopause as well as other things. How do we build a joy-filled existence right now, whether that's through community and friendships, romance, what does that look like? Like, I really want, I, I really have a desire to just dive in even further and bring together community and uh, just educational programs in each of these areas. In terms of the podcasting experience, what, what I'm learning, I'm really, really struggling with getting feedback and interaction amongst the community. The building the community part has been really, really difficult. Uh, when I have one-on-one conversations with people, I get very positive feedback about the topics that I'm covering, the information that I'm sharing. I get... A, I, I get some very personal thank yous and from people who feel like the work that I'm doing is is important and needed and appreciated. So I, I do get some individual response to that. However, in general, peop, what I'm what I'm experiencing thus far is they don't really want to publicly discuss it and publicly share it too openly or too personally because the topics are very personal. And in general, they don't really want to put themselves out there in a vulnerable way. Uh, And since, you know, most of our audience are Gen Xers and boomers, that's, that shouldn't be surprising to me because that's how we were raised, right? Like you just, you just suck it up, put on your big girl panties and you move on. Uh, so while people seem to be enjoying soaking up the content, they don't necessarily want to interact on a, a deeper level. And I'm not giving up on that goal or dream or vision that I have to do that with this podcast. I want to facilitate conversations and I want to have more of a back and forth. Um, I launched the Facebook group, the Modern Elder Woman podcast Facebook group, to be able to get feedback and to have conversations and hopefully have listeners start discussion topics, etc. And that it's been extreme, it's been difficult to get that going. I have a little over 100 people in the Facebook group. And when I do try to cultivate some interaction, there's not a lot that happens. Of course, part of that is whether or not they're spending time on Facebook, you know, and how they feel about social media or how they feel about podcasts and whether or not podcasts are something that they listen to on a regular basis. So a little bit, when I, when I take a step back and try to figure out, okay, what's causing this and what do I need to do? 
I, I definitely need to figure out how do I cultivate and facilitate the conversations and the interaction and how do I attract more listeners who are podcast listeners that love the medium of podcasting and who love to share and discuss and brainstorm uh online. I mean, I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups with a lot of interaction. So I know I know that they're out there and I know that it's possible. I have to get better at cultivating it and I have to get better at finding the women who want to be part of that conversation. Where are we going? Where is it headed? The Modern Elder Woman podcast. I'm still neck deep in learning mode. I want to continue to master this craft, master this medium. I'm attending master classes. Next week, I'm going to a boot camp with leaders from all around the world. Uh, so I am looking forward to gaining some even more clarity from that event. I am rebranding the podcast with, with a new name. We will have a relaunch so I'm going to have a global launch event and I'm going to be partnering with a roster of subject matter experts to really expand the reach of this podcast. When is this all happening? That I don't know. <laughs> Again, I'm hoping to get some clarity in my boot camp that I leave for next week. I want to find what's the best time to do a global launch event. We're, we're now heading into late spring, into early summer, and I'm a little nervous that timing-wise that might not be the best time, but I'm going to figure that piece out. A couple other uh, actions that I'm going to be taking over the next few weeks. I am forming an advisory board, so I want a diverse group of women who represent various ages, ethnicities, lifestyle circumstances. I want to get different perspectives of women who want to help build and grow this podcast. I want to be a part of what it becomes and where it goes. And separate from that, or maybe as a subset of that, I want a, a team of on-air contributors. So a small group of women who want to be on air and are open to having conversations about different topics. I want to have more panel conversations. I want to have sort of like some follow-up. So I'm I'm doing these fabulous interviews with these amazing experts. I'd love to then have a panel of a few of us talking through what we learned from that conversation and our particular perspectives and, you know, what did it spark in us? Like just sort of ha sort of getting the, those conversations going. And ultimately, the path that I'm on with this, so that the podcast is just meant to be a way to get the word out and a way to establish an audience. Ultimately, I'm looking to build a resource, a valuable resource for all of us, an online community, a resource hub, an education center for women over 45, curated content and resources so that no matter what you're going through at this moment, whether it's you know finding a new job at this point in your career, whether it's starting to date again, uh, whether it's building a financial plan, 
I want to help you sort through all the noise that's out there. And I want to make sure that the resources and the education that's being provided has a special lens on our particular circumstance. We're not all cut from the same cloth. We're not all married with children. We're not all dealing with like empty nest uh, syndrome at this phase in our life. We've got other things going on. And so my ultimate vision is to build that resource center for all of us. But to do that, I want to start with building the audience first. So that's where the Modern Elder Woman podcast is headed. I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and ideas and suggestions. So I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Modern Elder Woman podcast, Behind the Scenes at the Modern Elder Woman. I would really, really, really like to thank you for being there, for supporting me, for listening, for just letting me know what topics you want to learn about or hear about. I greatly appreciate it. And I invite you to join us, join the conversation, join the Facebook group, the Modern Elder Woman Podcast Facebook group, and feel free to post, comment, and have discussions in that group. If you'd like to send me a personal message, I'd love to get your ideas, guest suggestions, topic ideas. Email me at amy at amyapalmer.com. I'm going to ask one more time for those five-star reviews. So please go in and rate and review the podcast and have a wonderful week and have a great time breaking those blueprints.